Welcome. Uh, today we'll be studying the second chapter of Hilchud Ma'achalut Asurot. And this chapter will deal with various types of Isurim, of other types of animals that we didn't mention in the previous chapter. And we'll also delve into the topic of Shiratim. As mentioned at the opening of the last chapter when we listed the Mitzvot, the Shiratim, there are different types of Shiratim. Uh, We'll call them for now a type of insects or creepy crawlers. And um, there are th a couple of prohibitions related to the shiratim. The first one, as we mentioned, uh, are not to eat um, shiratim um, called lolechol shiratamayim, creatures that um, live in the water. Shalolechol. Um, uh, not to eat types of reptiles and not to eat winged um, insects as we'll see exactly the prohibitions um, of that in this chapter and the details pertaining to it So from the rule that the Torah lays out for us in regards to the kosher diet, that the Torah says any behemah that has split hooves and chews its cud, and the split hooves has to have means um, that it has to have two um, hooves, meaning one that's split into two, and th that animal that again has the split hooves and chews its cud, that animal you should, um, you may eat it, and that is the positive prescription for eating um, kasher. So from the fact that the Torah laid out this rule, we learn that any animal that does not chew its cud or have split hooves is prohibited for us to eat. And a negative prescription is implied by this positive prescription that the Torah lays out. And um, the rule is that a negative prescription implied by a positive prescription is considered as a positive prescription, as, as a mitzvat aseh, not a um, negative prescription. And one nafkamina, one practical difference of this being um, a an aseh, is the fact that someone um, that yes, that because because it is a lav haba mikelal aseh, one would not be liable for um, malkut in this case. This is something that um, the Gemara in um, yes, in Masechet Sanhedrin, Harambam also in in um, Hilchot Sanhedrin Perikyotet. Um, mentions as well. So again, from the fact that the Torah said any animal that chews its cousin that chews its cud and has split hooves, you may eat. So we learn that any animal that did, does not have split hooves and chews its cud is also prohibited prohibited for us to eat. But it is a negative prescription implied by a positive prescription. A lav haba mikelal ase halacha bet. But regarding the gamal, hazir, arnevet, and shafan, the gamal is a camel, the hazir is a pig, and the arnevet and the shafan uh, don't seem to be 
the rabbit and the hare that um, are called the Arnevit and the Shafan in modern Hebrew. Rather, they're a type of animal um, that do not um, chew their cud. And I myself am not sure exactly which type of animals um, they are, but um, yeah, it's a type of um, a type of certain species of rabbit. If anyone wants more detail, Rabbi Yochai Magbili refers us to Masechet Hulin Daf Nun Tet Amud Aleph with the addition of Rabbi Adin Steinzot. If anyone wants to look into that. So in regards to, again, the Gamal Hazir Arnevit in the Shafan, the Torah explicitly says, and lists those animals and says that from those animals that chew their cud, you may not, that, yes, that chew their cud, you may not eat. From here we learn that those four animals are prohibited by a negative prescription. Even though, um, they have one of these signs, namely, they have split hooves. How much more so for the other animals, um, for the other behemot and hayot that are not kosher, that do not have even one of the simanim. Because their prohibition um, yeah, their prohibition of eat, the prohibition of eating those impure animals is a negative prohibition. In addition to the ase of ota tochel. Halacha gimel lefikach lefikach kol haochel mi besar behemah vehayat kazai. Therefore, anyone who eats from the flesh of a behemah and a haya. Um, that are impure and eats a kezait, the an olive's worth of it. The vol and whenever we say kezait in this chapter and in other places in the Mishnah Torah, we're referring to measurement of volume. So anyone who eats um, the volume of a kezait of a non-pure, a not or a non-kosher behema or haya, lokemina Torah is liable for malkut Torah. Ben she'achal min basar ben she'achal min Whether in this doesn't uh, and it doesn't matter if he ate from the flesh of the animal or from the forbidden fats of the animal. The Torah did not differentiate between, in regards to non-kosher animals between its flesh and between its forbidden fats. In regards to human flesh, even though the Torah says about it that man was a living creature, is not one of the species um, that has split hooves. Therefore, one who eats it would not violate the lotaase of the Torah. And anyone who eats from the flesh of a human being or from his fats, whether he was alive, whether he was dead, is not liable for Malkut Mehat Torah, but he would, it seems, be liable um, for um, for lashes Midrabanan. In order, yes, 
yes, it seems that he may be liable for lashes midir abanan. Aval asurhu baase shehare mana katu shivaat mine haya, but he would be violating a mitzvah ase because the Torah specifically mentioned seven types of hayyot. Instead of these animals, you may eat. Therefore, any species of animals that you eat aside from those seven hayyot, you may not eat. And again, this is another um, demonstration of a love haba mikalal ase, a negative prescription implied by a positive prescription, and that would fall under the ase, the positive prescription. Anyone who eats the uh, a kezait of a non-kosher bird is liable for malkut As the Torah says, and the following birds that um, that the Torah lists, you sh- shall be abominable to you, and you may not eat them. He also violated a mitzvah As the Torah says, you may only eat uh, kosher birds. Therefore, you may not eat um, a non-kosher bird. So to anyone who eats uh, a kezait of a non-kosher fish, is liable for malkut as the Torah says that the non-kosher fish shall be disgusting to you and you may not eat from their flesh. He also, just like the oftame, violated a positive prescription. The Torah says that any, any fish that has fins and scales, you may eat them. Implying from the fact that any fish that does not have fins or scales, fins and scales, you may not eat. From here we learn, Therefore we learn again that any anyone who eats from a non-kosher fish or a non-kosher behema or haya or a non-kosher bird, he failed to fulfill a positive prescription and violated a negative prescription. Any locust that is not kosher are considered as the wing insects, and anyone who eats a kezait of the sheretz ha'of would be liable for malkud, as the Torah says. All of the sheretz uh, ha'of, the wing, winged insects, are are impure for you to eat, and you may not eat them. Ve'ezehu sheretz ha'of, and what is considered the sheretz ha'of? Kegon zevu ve'yatush udvora ve'tzirah ve'chayotze b'hen. It, for example, the shereta of are winged insects, as I mentioned, for example, flies or gnats or bees or hornets or anything of that sort. Ushmona sheratim ha'amurin batorah and the eight sheratim, no, mehila, sorry, 
Mechila, Mechila escaped. Yes, Halacha Zayin. Ha'achet Look at anyone who eats a kazait of the Sheret Ha'aretz, we'll call them reptiles, is liable for Malkut. Shneimar b'chol ha'Sheret ha'Shoretz on ha'Aretz sheket hu lo yachel. As the Torah says, any Sheret that crawls on the land is abominable to you, and you may not eat it. Ve'ezehu Sheret ha'Aretz, and what what exactly are the for example, um, rats and turtles and snakes, scorpions, beetles, centipedes, and anything of this sort. And the eight sheratim that are listed in the Torah. Shemit, and that they are the holid, the holid is the rat, the mouse, the turtle, the lizard, uh, the gecko, uh, the leta'a, I think is another type of lizard, uh, homet, um, I'm not sure what this is, I think homet, yes, I'm not sure what the homet is, Rabbi Yohamak Bili mentions that it's a zikit, but I'm not sure what animal that is, I think another type of reptile, and the tin shemit is a chameleon, so anyone who eats of one of these Animals, okay. anyone who eats one of these animals, the volume of a lentil is liable for malkut. The amount that one would be liable for eating them is the same amount for one to be rendered impure by touching them. And for and these um, these eight shiratim um, can render an individual tameh by touching them in after they are dead yes and yes if one of these eight shiratim are dead and someone comes into contact with them that individual would be rendered tameh and the amount for which he would be rendered tameh is an adasha is the size is the volume of a lentil Bechulan and that's why uh, that individual an individual who eats a ka'adasha from their flesh is liable, um, yes, is liable for Malkut. And all of these uh, reptiles combine with one another to make up the, the measure of an Adasha. When does this apply? This, this, this size of the Adasha only applies if he ate from these eight Shiratim after they have already died. But if someone cuts the limb uh, from a live uh, one from cuts from the limb of one of these live eight shiratim and eats it, he is not liable from alkut until he eats a kezait. Just as if they are dead, they also combine. Um, they all combine with each other. Um, again, provided that he cuts off a piece from while they are alive to the measure of a kezayit. Aval ever shalim in a shemet, but the but a full limb of one of these sheratim after they are di they died. One would only be liable for formal kut until there is um, the measure of an adasha. And again, just to recap these past couple of halachot, one would be liable for uh, the um, for a yes for a regular sheret ta'aretz. He would be liable for 
Malkut if he ate a kezait. But the eight shiratzim mentioned in the Torah, if one ate from one of these animals after they died, a, in, a, this is the measure of an adasha, he would be liable for malkut. But if he ate from one of these animals while they are alive, one of the eight uh, shiratzim while they are alive, uh, it, the measure for one to be liable for malkut is a kezait. <clears throat> blood of these eight sheratzim and their flesh combined together for the measure of the adasha. This is provided that the blood is still in the flesh. So to the blood of a snake, combines with its flesh for the measure of a kezait, and one would be liable for malkut for it. Because of the fact that its blood is not separate from its flesh, even though the blood does not um, render someone to be tameh. So to, um, yes, even though, Sorry, even though the Nahash does, is not metameh, and its blood is not separate from its flesh, one would still be liable in its blood and flesh add to, combined together for a kizayit. And the same applies for any of the shiratim that are not necessarily metameim. Halakha yod. Dam shiratzim sheperesh, the blood of one of the shiratzim that got, uh, that was separated from the flesh. Uchnasov and an individual for whatever reason happened to gather it and ate it, or drank it rather. Loke alav bechizayit is liable for malkut once he hits the measure of a kizayit. Vehu sheyatru bomishum ochel sheret. And this is provided that he receives a warning that he is eating a patur. But if he was warned for drinking blood, he would be he would not be liable. Because the only um yes, because we are only liable for drinking the blood of a behema haya not for the blood of the shiratzim in regards to dam, but drinking the blood that was separate separated from a sheretz is asur mikizait for the reason of ochel sheretz. But again, if he was warned, and this is yes, and he would only be liable if he was warned for eating the sheretz. But if he was warned while drinking the blood of the shiratzim, sheperesh min basar for eating dam, he would be patur because again. Um, we are only liable for dam in regards to behema haya ba'of. And this is just a general rule that Harambam um, pretty much copied from the many places in the Gemara. One place in the Gemara that is mentioned in the first chapter of Eruvin, Daf Dalid, that all the um, amounts that one would be liable for and the different amounts that in the different different amounts for different isurim are all halacha um, le Moshe misinai.
Someone who eats from the Sheret Hamaim is liable for Malkut Mehatorah. That, that the Torah says that you shall not make yourself disgusting and abominable for any of the Sheratzim, any of the creepy crawlies and different creatures, and you shall not uh, become impure by them. In this one um, phrase, the Torah included in this yes, in one in this one prohibition, the Torah in this one phrase of a prohibition, the Torah included the sheretz ha'aretz, sheretz ha'of, and sheretz ha'maim. What exactly is the sheretz ha'maim? Elu ha'beriyot ha'ketanot kemo atolaim ba'alukashet ba'maim ha'beriyot ha'gedolot beyoter she'en hayot hayam. These sheretz ha'maim are the small creatures. For example, sea worms or leeches that live in the water, but also larger creatures, creatures um, that are that dwell in the sea. The rule is that any animal that does not have the form of a fish and is not a pure or impure. Um, a kosher, rather non-kosher fish, for example, a seal or a dolphin or a frog, are prohibited to be eaten, and they are considered sheretz hamayim. Halacha yod bet. Elu haminin hanivraim ba'ashpot uvkufe hanevelot. So something that we mentioned um, in Hilchot Shabbat perik yod aleph, and if anyone remembers that back in the day. Uh, they believed, um, it was pretty much widely accepted, uh, that spontaneous generation was how certain uh, creatures um, came into being. And that was pretty much the science of the time until the 1800, 1800s where Pasteur proved um, that spontaneous generation was um, just incorrect. But this halakha and some of the halakhot that follow in this chapter um, assume that we're talking about spontaneous generation, but um, another way to read this halakha is that these an these animals and those creatures that are created in ways that aren't seen by the naked eye. So I think that's how we should um, read this halakha and some of the other halakhot in this chapter, and the same applies for... Um, those halachot in Hilchot Shabbat, Perek Yod Aleph. So, those animals that originate in um, garbages and carcasses, for example, different types of maggots and worms that, again, are too small for the eye to see how they reproduce. That, again, that the science of the time uh, believed that they were not created um, sexually, rather they were created um, from, yes, from excrement that was left out for a while or any other um, ways um, that these animals may come into being. So those animals are called the romes al-ha'aretz, are called the creepy crawlers. Anyone who eats from these 
creepy crawlers a kezayit is liable from al The Torah says you may not defile yourselves by eating the uh, creepy crawlers that crawl on land. Even though they do not um, reproduce. But the, when the Torah says um, in contrast to what I just read, that is hasheret haromes al haaretz. So the sheret haromes al haaretz are those animals that Rambam just mentioned. But those types of animals that Rambam just mentioned. But the sheret hasheret al haaretz that refers to those animals that um, do procreate from male and female. Halacha yud gimal eluham minim hanivraim baperot uva maachalot. Those animals that originate inside fruits and other types of foods. If these worms or animals come out and reach the ground, even if they return back to the fruit or the food that it left, anyone who eats from this um, from this animal, from this worm or creature, is liable, um, anyone who eats a kezayit is liable for malkut. As the Torah says, any creature that crawls on land, you may not eat because they are abominable. This is to prohibit those animals that left the um, their original place, namely the fruit or the food that they originated in, and reached the ground. But if they did not come out of the fruit, it is permitted to eat the fruit while the worm or the creature is still inside it. And we'll have a major exception for this rule. When does it apply? This applies only when the worm originated in the fruit after it was plucked from the ground. But if the worm entered while it was connected um, to the soil, that worm is prohibited, and it's as if it was separated from the fruit or from the food onto the land. Because it originated on the ground and one would be liable for malkut. And any, if we are unsure whether it originated in the ground or not, it is prohibited. And this is something important, that any types of fruits that typically uh, worms um, enter it while it is connected to the tree or while it is still on the ground, one may not eat from them, from that type of fruit, um, until, unless he checks the fruit from inside, because we suspect that there may be a tolat, and this only applies to peroche darkan But fruits that typically worms are not found inside them, there would be no issue to check. And if the fruit was left after it was plucked for 12 months, he may eat the fruit without even checking. Because the worm or creature that is inside the fruit cannot survive for longer than 12 months.
הלכה ט"ו, פירשו לאוויר ולא נגעו בארץ, או שפירשו מקצתן לארץ, או שפירשו אחר שמתו, או שנמצא תולעת על הגרעינה מבפנים, או שיצאו מתוך האוכל, תוך אוכל אחר, כל אלו אסורים מספק ואין לוקים עליהם. So if the worms came out into the air without touching the floor, or only part of its body reached the floor, or if it dropped out after death, and it, or if it was found on the pit, and the reason why Harambam lists the pit, because the pit isn't where these worms would typically originate. So we suspect that it moved from its original place to the um, inside into the place where the pit is. And this would um, be regarded as it leaving the place that it grew inside. So, um, and that's why Harambam, yes, and that's the reason why Harambam here lists the Gar'in. So we suspect that it, may, that it left the place that it grew and moved to the inner part of the fruit. Or if it comes out of one um, type of food and enters another type of food, all of these are forbidden because they are safik, but one would not be liable for makut if he ate um, a worm of this sort. The, rather, if he ate the fruit with the worm of this type. Halachat tet zayn. תולעת הנמצאת במאי הדגים ובמוח שבראש הבהמה והנמצאת בבשר אסורה. Worms that are found in the insides of fish or in the brains of בהמות or if they are found in their flesh are prohibited. אבל דג מליח שהתליה הרי התולעת שבו מותרת but a salty, salty fish that was found with worms because the tolat that is inside it is permitted, because they're regarded as fruits that worms came in it after it was plucked from the, um, from the ground, that are permitted to be eaten together with the, um, that the fruit is permitted to be eaten together with the worm that is still inside it. So to vessels of water that were found with worms. Those worms are permitted to be eaten while someone is drinking that water, again, that was found in a vessel because it's considered like talush, like it was plucked from the ground, that the water is plucked from the ground. Because the Torah says that any animal that uh, has any fish, rather, that has fins and scales that is inside the oceans or lakes, or um, yes, that is in the oceans, rivers, or lakes, those you may eat. Kelomar, Bamaim Bayamim Uvanehalim, Hushata Ochel, et Sheyeshlo, Veenata Ochel, et Sheenlo. So those creatures that are found in the oceans, lakes, and rivers, those you may eat if provided it has the Simanim, and those that don't have the Simanim, you may not eat them. Aval Bakelim, Ben Sheyesh, Lo, Ben Sheenlo, Mutar, but if 
these worms or if there's a if the creatures are found in a vessel um whether it has the simanim or not they are permitted to be eaten and again this only applies to shiratim to type of worms not if you um suddenly took um if you had a vessel and a shark um you happen to find a shark um inside it Yes, and this is your. This is all. This all. This is all assuming that you um, drink the worms while you are drinking the water. Yes. Halacha yod het. Sheretz hamayim hanivra b'shichim u'barot u'v'me'arot. The sheretz hamayim that originate in pits, ditches, and caves. Ho'il ve'enan mayim nov'im because they aren't water that flows. Rather, they these, these types of bodies of water are contained. They are considered as they are regarded as water that are in vessels. and they are permitted to be drunk. And he may swim and drink, and he doesn't have to um, hold himself back. Even though while he is drinking. He may swallow from these small worms that are found in these lakes, ditches, and caves. Um, I would say that this is probably not something that is recommended uh, for health reasons. Um, but back in the day, water was pretty was not as um, common as today, so um, they didn't really worry about so much these. Um, these small worms that one would drink while drinking water in one of the caves, ditches, or pits. But in Hilchot Rotzeach Perek Yod Aleph, Harambam mentions mentions that um, one may not um, drink. Yes, drink from the Neharot or from the Agamim because he may drink some type of leech and. He doesn't see or check um, what he's drinking. This is again all provided that he um, that these shiratim are dakim. That these shiratim are small types of worms. Leeches are a little bit um, bigger. Halacha yod tet. When does this apply? This is all is this all applies when these small creatures and worms don't leave their original place. But if the worm left where it was, even though it returned back to the vessel or to the pit, it is prohibited. If the worm was separated to the side of the jug or the cup, and then it went back and fell back into the, the water or into the um Liquid or drink that you were drinking, mutar mutar. So too, if it was separated from the um, separated to the walls of the cave or the um, or the pit, and then returned back to the waters, that it is permissible. And again, not recommended um, to do um, for health reasons. Someone who strains wine 
or vinegar or beer. And he ate from the small worms or maggots or um, larger worms that he filtered. Yes. One would be liable for Malkut because of Sheretz Hamayim, or he would be liable for both Sheretz Ha'of and Sheretz Hamayim. Even if they returned to the vessel after you strained it, because they were totally separated from the place in which they originated. But if he did not strain the liquid, he may drink the liquid and not um, hold himself back, as we mentioned um, just a few halachot ago. Halacha kaf aleph. Zesha amanu beferek zeha ochel kazait, veshachal kazait mi biriya gedula, oshe tseref meat mi biriya zo, meat mi biriya zo, she bemina atche achal kazait. Whenever we said in this chapter that one would be liable for eating the kazait, this applies whether he ate the kazait of a larger creature or if he combined many small creatures together. Um, of their of their species until he um, reached the amount of a kezai. But if someone ate a whole impure creature, even if that amount, even if the whole creature was less than a mustard seed, he would still be liable for malkut Torah, whether he, if he ate it while it was alive, whether he ate it when if it was dead. And this, some an easy way to remember that, yes, and this, yes, and this is also known as biriya bifne atzma, a creature, a full flight. If someone ate, yes, a whole creature, it is considered as, um, yes, if he ate a whole creature. He would be liable, whether it was alive or dead, and even if it was less than a kezait, or less than an amount smaller than that mustard seed. I don't know, gives the example. Even if the animal rotted and changed form, as long as he ate the entire creature, he would be liable for malkut. An ant that was whole, but was just missing one of its legs, one would not be liable for it until he eats a kezait of it, because it is not considered a whole animal. Therefore, someone who eats a whole fly or a whole maggot, whether it was alive or dead, one would be liable because he violated the prohibition of eating the sheretz ha'of. Therefore, if someone had, if someone found a creature that was fell into the category of Sheretz Ha'of and Sheretz Ha'mayim and Sheretz Ha'aretz. For example, if it had wings and it um, walked on land like the other Sheretzim and reproduced in water, and if one 
ate this type of creature again that shared all these types of elements of the Sheret HaMaim, Sheret HaAretz, and Sheret HaOf, one would be liable for three sets of Malkut. And in addition to that, if we add in um, the fact that this creature um, was created in, that it, it originated in fruit, he would be liable for four sets of Malkut. And also, if it, we add in this element that it reproduces, one would be liable um, for five sets of malkuyot, that as we mentioned, um, it is prohibited to eat the sheret ta'aretz that are parim berabim, and it is different from the other from the typical type of sheret ta'aretz. So that's why he would be liable for five. And also, if it was fell into the category of um, the oftame of a non-kosher bird, in addition to um, the aspect of it being a sheritaof, loke aleha shesh malkuyot, one would be liable for six sets of malkuyot. Mishum oftame, umishum sheritaof, umishum sheritaaret, umishum sheritamaim, umishum romes al haaret, umishum tolaat paterot, ben sheachala kula, ben sheachal mimena kezait, and he would be liable. For six six sets of malkut, one because of of tameh, one because of sheret one because of sheret ha'aretz, one because of sheret hamaim, one because romes al ha'aretz, and one because of tolat haperot. Whether he ate it whole, whether he ate a kezait of it, the fikach ha'ochel nemala haporahat ha'gedela b'maim loke hamesh malkuyot. Therefore, someone who Eight, a flying ant that breeds in the water, one would be liable for five sets of malkuyot. Halacha kaf gimal. Risek nemalot vehevi ahat shelema v'terefa la elush nitraseku v'naasat hakol kazait v'achalan lokesh shesh malkuyot. If someone cut up many ants and then brought one whole ant and combined it to those that he cut up that way every that way the whole mixture would be a kezait and if he ate it one would be liable for six sets of malkuyot hamesh mishum nemala ha'ahat five sets for the um for eating one full whole nemala ve'ahat mishum kezait min nivlat hatemeim and one other set because of eating um, a kezait of a non-kosher nevela, a non-kosher carcass. And this isur of achilat yes, and this is, this isur is not because of the isur nevela that we mentioned when listing the um, the mitzvot of this chapter. Rather, it is mishum ochel kazait mi besar because he is eating from the flesh of a non-kosher animal, not because of the isur of eating a nevela, the isur of eating a carcass. This is explained by the radbaz. So again, to sum up this halacha, one again, if you had, um, if someone cut up, um, I don't know again why anyone would have um, the um, would have the desire to do this. Maybe he's 
in some type of exotic country where this is the practice, but I don't know of any places that they do this. But again, if someone cut up many ants and then brought one whole ant and added that to the mixture, and it would add up to a kezait, and when, if when someone ate from it, he would be liable for six makuyot, five because of eating um, one ant, as we mentioned in the previous halacha, and one because he ate from the kezait of um, a basar teme'ah. And with that, we finish the second chapter. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.